0: Hey, everybody. It's the Badass Records Podcast, where we talk about you and some of your favorite music. New episodes come out Thursdays. Follow the podcast on uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube um badass records podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to do an in-person episode with me it's badass records podcast at gmail.com if you hit the site badass records make sure you click on the merch tab um and you can find everything from stainless steel tumblers to coffee mugs to uh beanies uh baseball caps long sleeve tees short sleeve tees hoodies stickers um and an assortment of uh, custom teas that we have had made so appreciate you stopping by hope you enjoy the show I love uh geeking out about numbers. Um like I was really excited when I recorded fifty because it's mm, a sure, handsome yeah. and then fifty two is like, shit, I've done a year's worth. Yeah. Um when I had episode forty four, I was like, This is the Chris Pronger episode <laughs> You're one off, you would have been uh the Paul Coffee episode seventy seven, <laughs> but instead you're seventy eight. All right. So I know you were you're probably an eighties baby, aren't you? Eighty four. Eighty-four, 84 yeah. man. Um so that was that is that the year that did the Cubs go to the series against the Brewers that year? I don't know, I was too young. No, I know, but <laughs> um so I don't know if there's uh anybody in, in your fanboy history that wears a seventy eight or if you have anybody important have a in your life. What's that? I don't know about a seventy yeah, eight. That's an it's an interesting one. Um, Nevertheless, uh, if all goes well, this will be episode 78 of Badass Records Podcast, and I have the pleasure of recording the earliest in the day episode uh, in the podcast's history with the best left defenseman in dog river, river dog, white Russian history, Dave Schloss. (laughs) What's going on, man?
1: Not much. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Um, So... I obviously i th- i think we can all agree that uh the last couple of 3 years going like now to covid and maybe even a little before it's like super weird and foggy to try to identify when uh, something happened in that window like does that <laughs> yeah so so fair. there's that that we all uh, i think collectively experience but or are experiencing but i am also um around the corner from 50 uh so just generally speaking my uh you know memory is like the contents of a dustpan kicked <laughs> into the trash at best it's all just kind of so um I know that I bought here in 2012 and you were living next door to me when did you guys buy you when living... was it in 12 what month October
1: October so we were probably 12 too then i think Oh for so real you were brand land. new we got married in 10. Okay. So, uh, and then we lived in River Market. Right? <clears throat> for, for like a like year. Like a loft? Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, yeah, we bought that house next door. Wow. So, and
0: yeah. then when did you sell?
1: We had only lived there for, we sold, let's see, Ada was born in 14. So, 14? 14, 14? That- no, 15, it it, fifteen. Yeah, 'cause she Cause she was born in December of fourteen, so yeah. She's
0: she, our daughter's share our daughter share a birthday. Yeah, different yeah. years. But uh
1: Yeah, so like spring of fourteen. Or fifteen. Fifteen, spring of fifteen. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you went north uh and were wound up being there for eighteen months?
1: Oh no, we were there for years. Years, yeah, okay. We were there from I mean we were there till Right, but till COVID basically. So we almost age. five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, five or
0: six years. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's because yeah. you uh ho- hotel in-law and then you had your own place. <laughs> yeah. And then got rid of it and went back to hotel in-law for for a quick stand. And then ba- and then boogie to Florida. south. Yeah, yeah. Um so, uh how's it been? I mean, we talked briefly at the rink the other night, but how did, are you walking around with the mindset of trying to get uh, your other half on Team Island Time? Are you, are you, are you is that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think Team Island Time is a family thing for sure. Oh, it is? Okay. I think it's, uh, more just the, the culture in Florida is not what we were looking for.
0: But it is what it is. And you, you that's,
1: uh, I don't know. I don't know what we'll do. I mean, okay. kind of nomads. We might, lose, <laughs> you so are, right? Who knows what we'll do? Oh, my
0: gosh. Uh, um, I, uh, Am so thrilled that, as I'm sure the rest of the White Russians would agree, <laughs> um, that you have the spot up north and your gear has stayed there. That's right, and you are able to shoot down and have a skate with us. I um the when, man, oh, <laughs> always. Um, and just in case uh, Prophet is watching or listening, he, he probably will. Um, assuming he sees it, not that he watches or listens to, it, but if he sees you, um, he m- must have told me four times uh when during his episode and after he was finished, and so on and so forth that if you are ever in that chair to do your own, that he must be here <clears throat> be so a little distracting with him here. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it might there might be some added <laughs> comedy to it, but um, I never we never you know, we kind of were like, you know, as your week here was approaching, we were kind of like, let's look at this. Let's look at that. Sure. And then we landed on a day we thought, but the time was to to be determined. And so late last night when we were like, let's figure it out in the morning, but it's going to be morning. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I think that gets me off the hook with profit. He probably doesn't <laughs> want to come sit here <laughs> at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, nevertheless, um it's it's great to see you. Um, not just for skates, but really appreciate uh, you taking time to come down here this morning. Um, and uh, born and raised in Chicago, right? Yeah. Um. And one brother. One brother, one sister. One sister. I couldn't. I was on the fence about. And what are you? Are you the baby? Middle. Middle.
1: So older sister, younger brother. Okay.
0: Okay. Um. And how did mom and dad meet?
1: Uh, college. Okay. So. They, uh, met through, my dad was friends with my mom's brothers. Okay. So, in college.
0: Right on. And th- th- both of them also born and raised in Chicago? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, all right. Yeah. Um, have you, I'm sure you have, but you've seen the meme of the Bulls logo? I don't know. If I where have. it's like, if you turn it upside down, it's a robot oh, violating yeah, yeah, a yeah, crab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now That's I can't true. unsee yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Sure. So, as you're aware, uh, a couple of our teammates, uh, Tony and Cole, shouts out to Tony and Cole, are also uh, Blackhawks fans. And, you know, Tony um, just could not stop talking about the fucking draft (laughs) um, for weeks and weeks. And, uh, you know, and then... Probably for another week and change afterwards. Um, so Connor Bedard, right? Am I saying that right? I think so. Yeah. Um, did he? Do you know anything about him? Did he come straight from juniors? Was he playing any college hockey? I think he came straight from juniors. Okay,
1: I think he just turned eighteen. So, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be right on board in the NHL. Right, so. and His then highlight reel is pretty impressive. Is it
0: yeah, nice? Yeah. Um, and then uh, there were a few other early uh, round picks, right?
1: Oliver Moore. He's a defenseman. Um, I think he's playing college though. I don't know.
0: For sure. But do you guys have like another first and a couple seconds or something crazy yeah, like that? I, I can't remember. I don't know right. as much as Tony. Does, I mean, but, Gemini um, Christmas.
1: I'm pretty sure Connor Bedard, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he broke every record in juniors for real. I'm pretty sure it's something oh, along those lines or at least the top five or something. Wow. You know, something ridiculous, so. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I remember uh I think you uh, yeah, I'm certain have told stories about you know we we talk about uh the, how hard we have it here with our ten forty yeah, occasional ten forty puck drops, yeah. and you've you've told stories about uh guys that go to work, come home, eat, sleep go play a two o'clock puck drop mm-hmm. and then they all go out to breakfast and then go to work. I mean, it was that who, was, that was you, right? That was uh, my uncle. Right. But you, you I were the storyteller. Yeah. I was the one that told you that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, how, um, long did that go on? Do you think?
1: Man, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you he's so my uncle who told me this story and I know he plays it, you know, he's almost 60 now and he still plays. So okay. He's been doing this for, well, know, since he was in his twenties. I mean,
0: so. You know, it is funny to in, to gripe in comparison with a ten forty puck drop, but I mean, I'm feeling that ten forty puck drop through Friday oh, evening. For sure. yeah. Like Thursday, yeah. I'm like shuffling through, and then Friday, I'm like, "Why am I fucking?" Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah. I totally threw everything <laughs> off. But still, so worth it. It's the great. It's the greatest game. Yeah, for sure. um, and you grew up playing, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, played pretty much my whole life. What What age were you first on skates?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Probably. I'd say probably six or seven.
0: Okay. Uh played in high school. Didn't play in high school, Didn't. No. I mean fun, just for fun. Right.
1: Uh, I played baseball in high school. Okay. Seriously. And then
0: were you, um, you weren't pitching, were you?
1: Uh I pitched a little bit. I did yeah. a little bit of everything. Okay. I was catcher and then I played outfield and
0: just, nice. Yeah, a little bit of it. So um and at what point would you say that you developed uh the confidence that you have uh to come through uh you know left slot there and, and put that? that wrister on net <laughs>
1: um i mean in high school so my uncle had uh he lived outside of chicago and he had a barn literally a barn nice and he would freeze you know build a rink and freeze it in the winter and we would go out there my brother and i and his sons would go out there and we would just play i mean all weekend wow and so yeah it was i mean a hockey player's dream yeah
0: anybody um, ever get hurt
1: no, no no injuries, but I mean he had, you know, he had a stereo out there and oh, two shit. real goals. I mean, it was it was perfect. Would you
0: have to chase pucks out like would they go flying out of the no, barn? No, I mean
1: it was literally a, a a a square barn and it had like barn doors, so every once in a while we'd open the doors and just get some air in there, but no, it was great. That's wow. awesome.
0: That's awesome. I was just telling the story the other day of uh when I one of the times I went up to your your place up north. Um god, I'm picturing those fucking Japanese Beatles (laughs) but the thing you had this thing and I can't even I can't even do the story just because I don't know how to describe it but a thing that you like would uh, like on your basement floor I think (laughs) A wrist a puck and it would go under a thing like a crack and, yeah. and then there was like a rubber band apparatus yep. that it would shoot it back yeah what what was that and how did you come up
1: with it i idea? was just i think i just like YouTube'd it okay then, like a puck retriever so uh, yeah, it was just like boards and then like a bungee a, a oh bungee yeah board. okay but yeah it was a good way to throw it off there, yeah you know, man shooting into the tarp
0: so. um so mom and dad met in college uh did they uh that you recall uh, put music on in the home when you guys were oh, little? Oh, God, all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. What oh, yeah. Uh, What were they into?
1: Everything. Um, both of them? Uh, both of them, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's all over the board. Um, I mean, I'll throw out some records and artists, I guess. So everything from early on was like Prince, Crosby, Stills, Nash, uh, Katie Lang, Lyle Lovett. it, kind of later. Yeah. So everything in between. Um, a lot of oldies okay very uh, cool my dad played in a band growing up oh so yeah he was a drummer uh, right. for his band and they would practice every Saturday uh, at your house at your so, house yeah in the basement or in the basement Yeah. and
0: how much would the sound I would go
1: down there and listen okay Every, I mean we would get like usually one of the guys you know one of the guitar players or bass player he would bring like donuts for us and, nice. and my brother and sisters would just sit there and listen And every the, Saturday and mom was supportive oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice yeah she loved it very cool
0: um they're still together, by the way. Right, right. They Which is uh, the band? The
1: band, yeah. Not am yeah, my parents, but yeah, right, the band too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the guitar player passed away. Um, one of the guitar players, but they they're still a three piece, and uh, and they gig. Uh They don't gig, but they just play for fun. They oh. still record records and stuff. Seriously? Yeah. The band the... names. uh Vinyl Dog Toy is the name of the. I band, like it. So, yeah. Is
0: Dog Toy yeah. two words or is it smashed together?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Okay. I even know. I don't even think they have like a logo or anything. Do
0: they like put on Bandcamp or some shit like that? No, no, no. Just... I think
1: they're like working on, they're working on pressing like a, a vinyl record. Oh, that's cool. cool. So, yeah.
0: Well, who yeah. will they uh, get to do the artwork, do you think?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. My, I mean, my sister and my brother are artists. So okay. Probably probably very cool. be my guess. So,
0: so uh, older sister, younger yep. brother, uh-huh. um, did, uh, what's the separation between you and sister? Uh, three years. Three. My okay. five. Okay um do you rec- did she at any point start uh a collection of uh cds or anything that you rec- r- uh eyed?
1: yeah i mean probably high school was for, okay for her her name's heather so heather. um yeah heather started mostly to my memory was high school and she was into kind of i guess that 90s 2000s pop like female pop sure like Alanis morsel okay um like hey. all the lilith fair artists yeah you know?
0: Uh, yeah. I know well. Uh, I have yeah, it's, a, it's a story for another day. But um, was there anything about things that she was into that you piqued your interest at all, or were you already going your own?
1: I was already going my own K. direction. I was pretty. I was into music probably the most out of anyone in my family. I mean, my dad with the with being in a band, you know, that pushed me pretty heavy to be in music. Yeah, my guitar my whole life. Um, so that was you know early on that was it piqued my interest.
0: Um, so you were kind enough to give me a a list of records and we'll get to that but um back you know when you everybody's individual tastes because like there's this fascinating to me period of like uh you're into what your parents listen to yeah sure and then maybe you uh, on your own changed the radio dial or whatever in your own room one day or you're at a buddy's house or whatever and eventually you kind of start carving out your own thing. Was there an album um, that you remember uh, really admiring or or perhaps one that you got to start your own collection?
1: Um, I'm pretty close with my uncles too. So I had like my dad influencing me and then also my uncles and both of them were totally different musical tastes. So I have a memory of... I mean, my uncle on my, so they're, they're brothers, um, but Ed is his name. And he gave me for one, of, this was like my, I don't know, my 10th birthday, maybe, he gave me a Led Zeppelin CD. Um, and I'd never heard Led Zeppelin before. Sure. So that was. Do you remember
0: my, which one it was? Or what it looked <sighs> like?
1: It was the red and black cover. I mean, probably their most common. It might have even been like a greatest hits. You know, oh, okay. Um, but I remember, um, listening to that and just, it was a like a, what, what is this, you know? Yeah. Kind of like, I yeah. never heard this sound before. And then on the other end of it, Tim, his brother was more into kind of the, I would say like punk uh, rockabilly. So he got me into like the stray cats. Nice. And, um, like Brian Setzer. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of like those two things were the first time that I've ever heard music like that, you know?
0: I've Um, told the story before, but um, so 95 to 98, I'm at uh, Fort Lewis College in Durango, and I've had a radio show the whole time. Uh, It's a college community radio station, and Fort Lewis operates on a trimester uh, calendar. So three times a year, uh, the radio station would... um, announce, you know, a new schedule. Mm-hmm. Um cuz you have kids leaving and you know blah blah blah. But you know it was like a, you'd have a meeting and then you put in like your top 3 and then you find out anyway. Um right in the heart of all that uh was when Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and Brian Setzer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Cherry Poppin' Dad. like mm-hmm. I was like this is going to alter the course of music in this country <laughs> and I looked over here and by the time I looked back It was all gone. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Everybody loved that. Yeah. I mean, it had a little hokey, cheesy to it, but it's still fun. For sure. You know? so crazy that it was, "Eh." you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What about uh, First Show?
1: Hmm.
0: About that or, or one from your youth that stands out or high school or whatever
1: I mean we would go to a lot of my parents would take me when I was younger to Lyle Lovett okay uh, they're a big Lyle Lovett fan so we would go there and I from a musical scale like I mean he's an amazing musician sure I'm not I listen to his music from a nostalgic standpoint oh that's about yeah it. I'm absolutely not a huge Lyle Lovett fan but like I can put stuff on and it brings back memories that's a bit,
0: uh, that's an itch that nothing else can quite scratch, the, the nostalgia sure. of sure. certain music. Yeah. yeah, Like where you're, you know, you walk around in life and here's my public persona and only certain people know a couple of wrinkles about me yeah. because whatever, we're, you know, don't want to be vulnerable, etc. But when it comes to that, you're like, that's my sure. shit, I don't care what you say. Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: yeah, no, that, there's a couple songs by him that just, did not really hit home. Nice. It home. So, um, but yeah, I went to a lot of concerts. That was probably my first like real concert. When okay. I was really young, I was probably eight or nine. You know, and
0: we went. So eight or nine ish for that. What about first time you're holding an axe?
1: Oh, I got my first guitar when I was probably eight. Seven okay. Or eight.
0: Okay. Um, now there was a half finished basement situation when you lived here, yep. and there were a couple or three like hung up or or on display Uh, yep
1: three three guitars yeah and
0: you still have those i still have two of them two of them okay Do you pick it up ever no 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 it just yeah i know how i mean i've worn all the costumes of all of it yeah Yeah. sure yeah Um,
1: but i will say my acoustic guitar i got that my acoustic guitar it's a guild a guild d5 and it's uh it's definitely a piece of memorabilia. Nice. Like that's, that's the one Another you know, question of, like, if there was a fire in your house, what would you go after? And, like, that's it. Like, really? Oh, no doubt.
0: No doubt that guitar. Is yeah. just, there's a lot of memories with oh, it. Oh, cool. A lot
1: of songs written on it. So,
0: um. Yeah. So first band.
1: First band I ever played in uh, was a band. I was 13. I still needed a ride. Um, it was called Avert 13. Okay. Uh, I don't know where the name came from. They were a group of guys. I was actually thinking about this on the drive up. There were a group of guys that back in the day, like, this was before, like, you know, the internet was, like, really popular. Mm-hmm. I remember reading, like, a newspaper ad. They put an ad in a newspaper. Like, kids had done this. Yeah. Know? Like, I don't know if it was this dad that, like, you know, put the ad out and helped him, but, um, and I remember seeing the newspaper ad and I responded. I just, like, called him and was like, yeah, I play guitar and sing. I'll come over. So, you sang too? Yeah. Sang. you cut from that cloth. You can yeah, sing. Yeah. I mean, I don't, my voice is not very good, but, but it was, like, but, punk. so,
0: <laughs> but, uh, It takes, you know, one set of skills to learn an instrument, another set of skills to have the discipline to sit down and and practice in 10,000 hours and all that shit. And then if you can sing on top of that, that's a whole other set of skills. Because there's a lot of great guitar players that just can't, right? Yeah,
1: no, for sure. Yeah, and I I would definitely not say I'm a Great or good guitar player. I was always like rhythm. Sure. Um, and my skills developed like over time. But um, yeah, I mean, it was like a high school thing. I got into it. They, they were a good group of guys. Got, yeah. They became friends. They went to a different high school, so that worked like in our favor. But I, you know, I was with them all of high school. I mean, until I like, wow college. And um, I played in all their bands throughout high school too. But like that was one where I mean, we played all the time. All we were playing two shows a weekend for uh, forever. I mean, it was wild.
0: Paid gigs. Some were paid, right, you know, right.
1: like the, it's changed so much, you know, I've thought about this a lot too. Like when I was growing up in high school, I mean, I call it like the scene in Chicago was really, it was a good, good music scene. I bet. And,
0: um, I mean, I, I would imagine it still is,
1: I, you know, I just don't know if people do it. Like I, I, mean, I
0: see shit coming out of there. Do you, it, yeah, you know, let's yeah. say, let's say, uh, 20, just, I'm throwing this out there, 2010 to 2023. Um, you know because for every person that gives me a list, you know, I look up a little bit about the record and a little bit about the band. And sure. well, I mean, Tony had uh, like almost all of Tony's workshop, like uh, um, common, yeah, you know, yeah. and I mean, then huge,
1: huge <clears throat> Chicago is like, yeah, it's stomping grounds, so yeah, yeah,
0: and then um, you know, uh, so Moose and Tony and I have been carpooling for a while, we yeah. kind of go down like nerdy music whole you know so just discover somebody new or 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 just you know uh we'll have a moment where a song triggers something nostalgia wise for tony and he'll talk about like oh this dude produced for this and like all these people that were like big big names um, not necessarily in that time frame that I, I mentioned, but it's, but I'll look something up and be like, oh shit, these guys, you know, did that in Chicago, that in Chicago. So yeah. anyway, I'm sure it was banging though. When it's you a, were... It's
1: a great, yeah, it was a great music scene. I mean, again, I'm, I'm out of it now, so I don't know, but like even my brother, like my younger brother, you know, it kind of died down when he was leaving. So, mm. I mean, but I, we were like in the thick of it. I mean, a lot of great bands came out. I mean, we played shows with, uh, I mean, everyone sort of like fallout boy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when they were first getting their start, like we would play. Right right before them, shouts
0: yeah, out I to guess. uh Steph rep who is my uh logo and website design gal, yeah, who was kind enough to come and do an episode. And that's one of her all time faves. In yeah. fact, they were here not too long, I think it was Fall Out Boy, and they were and she got like pics at a meet and greet or yeah, something, awesome. yeah, 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 but um, yeah, for sure. But I wouldn't have again, I wouldn't have heard of them if she so,
1: yeah. And they've, I mean, they've obviously done a lot of really good things in the music industry over the past, I don't know couple decades i guess but i mean they were always a band like if you got on the bill with them early on you knew that you were you know you're doing something right because they were good um so avert
0: 13 goes from age 13 through high school and then other bands after right yeah i mean even through high
1: school i played in a band i played in like a like a ska band a separate band that i sang and played it was called just went blank okay Um, (laughs) that happens all the time on this show that's right and uh Played in, um, as I got older, I started, so these were like mostly punk and ska and then it turned into more of like heavy, heavier metal. And that's kind of like the way the music went to, you know, like, I feel like it went like punk, emo, and then like metal.
0: Yeah. Um, did you ever get to a point where you were doing like throaty screams into the mic?
1: I never sang. I played, played, yeah, I guess I sang for a band called Kill the Fire. Okay. (laughs) Which uh, was like a, a metal band, and I sang. I didn't even play guitar in that. Again, these were just like friends of ours. That, like, we grew up working at pizza shops, and they played instruments, and we just started bands. So okay, that's what we did. I mean, like every weekend, we were playing somewhat Whether it was a VFW or a Moose Hall or nice you know, a church basement, you know, that's like it was just constant. You could go to a show pretty much any night of the week. Right, yeah, it was awesome.
0: So, how when was the last band you were in?
1: The last band I was in, so. I mean, fast forward. I went to college. So I went to uh, two years at Western Illinois, okay. uh, which is the same college where my parents met. Ironically, um, I went there for two years. You
0: have uh, merch for your kids yet? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got to keep it going. I don't know if I'd
1: recommend that college to anyone. I mean, wow. I, I didn't really. I didn't. I didn't go to school much. Um, I mean, state school, like typical, like college, where I just like did the generic classes. and yeah. then uh, partied a lot yeah. you know, and just like had fun, met some great friends, kind of took a break from music those two years. Just, just cause I mean, it was a state school and I was more interested in just having fun. Yeah. So, um, did that and I'll kind of fast forward, I guess. So uh, my sophomore year of at Western, I like my counselor was like, you have to declare a major. And I was mm. like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. Like that, that question scared me to death, you know, like, underwater like, basket uh, weaving. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and literally I, it scared me so much that I was like, I don't want to declare anything. So I guess I'll just like drop out. Oh shit.
0: What'd your and, dad say?
1: <laughs> my dad was thrilled. Um, but like my mom was real supportive and my mom was like, well, just come home and we'll figure it out. You know, like sure. she was like, I get it. And so I ended up leaving, uh, Western Illinois. And as I was driving home, um, that summer, I mean, this is, it's just, it works out too well. But as I was driving home, a buddy from high school called me and was like, hey, we've got, he was in a band, and he's like, we've got a full U.S. tour set up, and our guitar player just quit. If you want in, you're what? in. What? Yeah. And that was just like the timing worked, and I was like, yeah, I'm in." So I like drove home, I practiced with them for like two weeks, and we just hit the road pretty much.
0: How many so. songs deep would you say they were?
1: Um, As far as like,
0: perform- here's like, what-
1: we were I mean, it was like an hour, hour and a half set, so. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I probably learned like ten, fifteen songs with them. Maybe two weeks, so, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I and mean, it was like two weeks of practice. Yeah, and then we just left. Um, so, and that band was called And If I Perish. So that sounds familiar. Uh, there's a boy sets fire is the band name. There's an uh, an album called And If I Perish. It was just okay. total coincidence. Okay. purpose, but and it was. I mean, again, these were small. We were playing like coffee shops and stuff. Where were you sleeping? Uh, the van. So. Wow. Yeah, so I've, uh, I mean, fun fact, I've been to every state except for Hawaii and Alaska twice through music.
0: Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how long were you guys on the road?
1: Uh, that was about a year. About a year, um, okay. I mean, give or take, you know, it would be like out for three weeks back for a couple of days, out for a month back. Um, and I had just met Anna at the time, uh, like kind of towards the end of that. So I was living in Chicago, like downtown Chicago, touring. Working, um, and my mom was finally like, "You need to, you need to go to school. Like, you need to figure this out." Right. And so I ended up uh, signing up for Columbia College. Okay. Which is, uh, uh, and my my bachelor's degree, I, I graduated from there. It's in audio engineering, so I ended up doing something in music. Cool. Um, which was great. Um, it was such a fun cl- – I mean, my classes were amazing. I bet. I mean, they were, like, in recording He studios. looked forward to going to them. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Like, my class would be on, like, a Tuesday night at a studio, and we would just sit there and record music and you know, smoke <laughs> cigarettes. It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> it was awesome.
0: Um, so, across that year, any troubles with the van or, or squabbles uh, between van? No. I mean, that group
1: of guys was pretty good and pretty tame. We didn't – that group, we didn't do much um, – it was tight knit. Um, we didn't do anything like we didn't, not a lot of them didn't drink and like do anything. Um, and that was fun. Like it was one of those classic, like after a year, I think we're all like, okay, let's kind of, that was fun. Yeah. yeah, Glad we did it. Yeah, Fun. We did it. Um, let's move on. And so we all kind of went our separate ways. I was going to school and then I met, I joined another band that was like a full on like death metal band. Um, and, that was called after the eulogy. Okay. Um, Interesting names. Yeah. Kind of
0: across the board.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that was a pretty, that was like the first band I had been in that was like really very serious. So I toured with them too, but it was like, uh, it was a friend of a friend that was like, Hey, you should go try out for them, which I had never done. Like, you know, like I was like, try out what is it? It was mostly just like, Hey, can you do this or not? And I was like, okay, I'll try out. So I like learned their songs and it was like, I mean shredding metal so this was for like a guitar position that I never never done before wow so, like I like I would sit down with headphones listen to the tracks learn them and then like go and I'd try it out would you find
0: that typically riffs and so forth would come pretty easily to you or would you be yeah yeah back?
1: I, I'd played guitar enough where like I could figure it out you know I wasn't classically trained or anything right but I could listen and be like okay I can do this type thing um but they were you know it was like a it was a real band in the sense that like you know in chicago you can't there's no no one lives in a house with a basement so like we paid for a practice spot like right. it was a warehouse that had individual rooms that you bands would practice in. That's all, that's all it was. Right. So you would pay to rent a room to practice. In. Just lined with fiberglass Pretty insulation. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit more than that. So,
0: um, so two years at Western Illinois, year of touring off to Columbia graduate. And then this band gig, happens? uh,
1: towards the end. No, I was, I was in the band when I was going to school. Okay. Okay. Um, but then I graduated and then we toured. Uh, right. That's so, what, it was. okay. Um, and yeah, same thing. Like, um, on and off for a year. Yeah. Uh, and this band was a little bit more like your, professed sex drugs and rock. Okay. Type, okay. Like. Nice. Um, I
0: mean, Same deal though, like a van more. you're fucking sleeping in, and
1: yeah, 15 passenger van. Um, yeah, I mean, and all the stories and everything in between, from peanut butter jelly sandwiches to so like air conditioning breaking to transmissions going to, I mean, all that stuff. So wow, sounds like the book in there, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, let's put it this way, it was enough where the experience made me be like, this is not what I want to do. This. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was. And I met again, I was pretty serious with Anna at the time. I, my, my wife and, um, it, it was like, I, what, what am I doing right. right now? Like this is, I not like,
0: I, want to I do like king size beds and showers, <laughs> and right, air exactly, conditioning, yeah. room service. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, call, call me when you guys have that in the budget. <laughs> and I'll be back. So, uh, you know, I, I, if I was asked, uh, what Dave Schloss does for a living, I think I could say, but I mean, uh, from Columbia college until now ish, or, or when we used to be neighbors, like what has been your, uh, career trajectory, uh, if you will.
1: Yeah. So, um, when I was at Columbia, I needed to, the deal was like, I had to, I had to work full time to support myself because Chicago was expensive. So. Yeah. um, so I went to school full time, worked full time, playing a band full time. So it was busy
0: and had a, relationship and had a
1: serious relationship and Anna what worked out good was she was pretty much in the same boat where she like worked full-time went to school full-time and so it was just like whenever all the spare time we had we were together cool you know? um so I worked at a uh, a friend of a friend uh her mom was like a regional manager for a dental office okay and it was um it was like a corporate dental you know they own like 200 locations oh wow across the chicagoland area and so she was like, "Hey, if you want to go like work front desk, you know, like it's good benefits. It's you know we'll pay you a decent wage, or are in air conditioning, you know, like go do it." And I was like, "Okay, cool." It's, and she's like, "We can be flexible with your schedule, you know, because I could take you know three weeks off at a time and then come back." Type Damn. Um, so I did that through college, and then after I I, I kind of quit, I started like a recording studio after I graduated. I tried, really, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was doing the recording studio and working at the dental office to using that office. major, baby.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, again like a good good fun stint. That was from probably twenty two to like twenty four Okay. Okay. Um and had had a great time in the studio, but it was the same thing. I, I you know, I graduated college at like an interesting time of where recording was changing. Um from it used to be back in the day where like you'd have to go to a studio to record like good sounding stuff. Well technology has changed all that where yeah. um, you know, you can record records and you're bedroom and they sound good. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I remember specifically like when I went to college, like our orientation, when I was a music, music production major, like one of the teachers was like, Hey, just so you all know, like you're all going to be competing for like one job. Like this, this industry's done. Like that was like the introduction. And I thanks. remember being like, uh, okay, I'm really excited now, you know? Um, but
0: I just got over feeling like the relief from the anxiety <laughs> of that guy being like, you got to <laughs> declare. And you're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, you get yeah. here and you figure it out. And she, you're like,
1: yeah like the days of the days of especially now of like really like actually like people working in a music studio right they're 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 pretty much gone unless you have a hookup or a connection or you work with an artist that blows up and you just get lucky i mean most of the guys that i graduated with are either working at like disney world or in las vegas on like audio production stuff you know like fascinating yeah yeah like they, they, they pick pick the up
0: like, and know, move for their job
1: pretty much yeah if you want to be in that world and it's not it has nothing to do with like music production you know you're not working on a record you're working on Making sure that this, you know, Circus LA show sounds good to people. So, and I definitely did not want to do that. Mm. So. Yeah. Tried the, tried the recording studio for a while and then. That's
0: cool. Uh, What'd you call it?
1: Uh, it was called Top Shelf Studios. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And how how long was it alive and breathing? Like two, two years. Okay.
1: Two years. I would do that at night, work in a dental office uh, in the day.
0: And what what was it that made you pull the plug on it?
1: Um, a promotion from the dental office, oh. so back like circling back to the career question. So it was just like, you know, there, my relationship was like growing and it was like I got more responsibility. And like, I just kind of grew within the dental office as I was doing that. And they were like, Hey, you want to manage, you want to manage multiple locations, um, that whole thing. And
0: so like, we're not like, going to be as flexible with your schedule. We're not going to be as flexible,
1: but like the, you know, the money was better. And it was sure. like at a point where it was like, okay, now I can make this money and yeah. I'm making way more money doing this than this. And, you know, I mean, who are the brokest people in the world, but struggling musicians. So yeah, like, it was hard to make a living off of that. You know? Oh yeah. So, but
0: um, in, in the two year window, did it ever, did it turn a profit for you or break? Was you? It, pro- it was okay. profitable, nice. but it
1: wasn't like, I, I definitely couldn't have done it on my own, you know, like, oh. not for like I couldn't have made a living. Like, did you walk
0: away or sell it or? Uh, I just
1: walked away. Okay. It wasn't, I mean, it was too flooded of an area. So I lived during that time. I lived in a four bedroom house in Chicago, in a not great area but all four of my room all three of my roommates the four, four of us were all music engineers okay so like our place was kind of like a musical hub it was wild dude we had a lot of musicians coming in and out of there sweet like every room had music recordings wow in there. so,
0: so yeah. what where'd all the gear go when you walked away I and mean, i sold a lot of it okay
1: um i mean a lot of it was expensive stuff you know yeah um, i bet sold a lot of it traded it
0: stuff. um so you get this promotion and then where from there
1: get the promotion start managing 25 my wife and i get married okay um uh we end up moving to kansas city so
0: that's oh 0- nine you're 25 no,
1: no 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 that was uh, oh year wise that was 10 2010. 2010 okay yeah that's when we got married um
0: you've been a you were a busy motherfucker up until right before i met you yeah i mean yeah, just yeah, doing yeah. shit anyway <laughs>
1: yeah so, yeah, so 2010, we get married. We got married here, Kansas City. Okay. We got married at Loose Mansion. Do you know where that's T- at? Same. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Did yeah, yeah I don't think I did either. I'm wild. sorry.
0: We got married at St. Peter's Reception. Reception it was, there. Okay, I we had both at Loose. Took that's the crazy. trolley. Yeah, that's awesome. uh, anyway. That's awesome. Great, great venue. Great venue. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah so yeah, fun. It was a, blast. Our, I, was our, a I think I gave the album to Anna, but the pictures from that night. Because yeah. to me, it was all a blur. Yeah, it and ends, and, goes away so quick. and then like just it's a page turner because yeah. everybody is having a blast it is. Yeah, in yeah. this cool little space anyway you get married 2010
1: yeah. we get married uh and anna wanted to move back to kansas city so i think she just wanted to be closer to family so i said sure so we moved back here i took a job with a dental consultant company
0: that so you guys are in chicago get married in kansas city, married in kansas city go home in decided to move back Did you,
1: I took a job, we were in Chicago. I took a job with a company that was based in Salem, Oregon, Okay, but I would be like located here in Kansas city. So interesting. Yeah. So we were like freshly, (laughs) freshly newly, newly married. Um, I went to Oregon for like a month and a half after we were married to do training with this company. And Anna was like in the transition of moving from Chicago here. She moved here and we ended up living with her parents. Okay. We lived with their parents for like. You know your way around that place. Six months. That's right. Yeah. And at this point they lived in Chillicothe. So mm. this was like in the. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Moving from
1: Chicago to Chillicothe was a big adjustment. Wild. So, um, yeah. But I was just working all the time. So I ended up coming back to Kansas City finally for work. And um, it was just kind of work from there. And yeah. we moved to Kansas City. Um, we lived, moved to River Market. And, right. Uh, we kind of.
0: And then at some point, um, you working. You're working for a dental firm or office, and then you launch your own thing. And the place that you used to work for became a client of yours. Pretty you much,
1: said? yeah, yeah. So, um, so Anna and I, when Anna found out she was pregnant with Ada,
0: okay, our, our oldest Which, daughter. By the way, H O in Mexico. A onesie yeah, that's right my that's all-time my, favorite right. for the couple that was never ever <laughs> never gonna have kids We so in in my business we talk about uh like cattle or mm-hmm. or, or, or different pr- never ever you know the yeah, yeah, yeah. hormones and gmh all that's it's a never ever program you're the never ever <laughs> couple we're gonna you know uh right. and then all of a sudden boom H.O. in Mexico.
1: That's right, yeah, yeah. Had <laughs> a good time in Mexico. And um, yeah, Ada, Ada was more so, or Anna was pregnant, and she was like, I was traveling a lot with the job with the consulting gigs. So That's I was, right. Like, I had been promoted to regional manager, so we were, basically my territory was like Minnesota to Texas. Oh my God, I Boston, forgot about it. Atlanta.
0: You you were not the hugest fan of no, all of that. no,
1: no, no. It was fun for like a week, and then I was done with it. Um, and also,
0: there was somebody in the organization that thought that you guys should... Act like you're 22. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I always like wanted to go out and party, and yeah. I was just like, no, I don't want to do this. So, but yeah, it was like classic corporate travel. You know, I was leaving on Sunday nights, coming back late Friday, three not, three weeks out of the month. So it was brutal. Uh, and my wife was like, look, if we're gonna have a kid, you're not. there's was just gonna work. Yeah. You know? So at the time, one of my my clients, who is a, a client of mine at the time, was like, hey, he knew that we were having a kid. And he's like, hey, if you ever want to come work for me, you know, come work for me, and we, we can figure something out. So we had a couple meetings. He was local here in Kansas City. Long story short, I ended up quitting, went and worked for him okay. for three years, um, and then March of 2020, perfect time to do it. I started my own business. So, okay, um, and here we are, three years and, later.
0: And then uh, you're you're uh, no stranger to the side hustle. So no stranger to the side hustle. So you guys sure. launched the wedding app, right?
1: We did a, we did a, yeah, we had a wedding app. I also did like a, a woodworking business. I don't know if you remember that. No. I did a <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: you were still here?
1: Uh, yeah, still here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I made like, uh, I did. I really enjoy woodworking, and I did. I made like, uh, like pet and baby gates. So I made a baby that gate that sounds
0: for us. a teeny bit, a a bit familiar. Okay.
1: And uh, it was one of those things where like I made one for us for our house, like a fancy one, and um, for our daughter. Cause we didn't want her to fall down the stairs. Yeah, of course. And, uh, uh, people came over like I mean I want one of those I want one of those and I just like started doing them and I, yeah I mean I I did it for like two years and I out of
0: this really house or up there uh, north, north okay north, okay, north, yeah. okay. Yeah. interesting so is the wedding app still alive and wedding app still going okay uh, wedding
1: Wait. pool is the name of it
0: wedding pool I'm yeah, sorry right. I always screw that up uh and is, are you seeing is it yeah I
1: mean it's more of just like a fun now I mean okay. I wouldn't say it's like gonna get bought out and we're gonna become millionaires sure retire,
0: but does it turn a profit
1: um it turns a profit cool yeah,
0: yeah. cool and yeah. was it was there another one. One that you were
1: um i worked on a with uh, more in like the dental line it was like a software um that i worked on with okay. uh, some of my my like dentists that i worked sure. on and um we have never really did anything with it I mean, Okay. one of the one of the locations uses it on a day to day but we, Interesting. We never really
0: like, sold it or did anything okay it, so. very cool yeah um well i'd like to move in the direction of your list i need a little bit more water do you want more water or coffee yeah or?
1: water would be great okay yeah, nice.
0: um so we uh have talked I mean we we our, our carpool uh life was very short lived but uh we've had um a chance or two over the years to just briefly talk about music. Um and if there's one thing that I can identify that's got consistency across those conversations is that uh your taste has always struck me as very eclectic. Yeah. Um, I mean, country to whatever the s- sits in the, your nostalgia basket to metal and everywhere in between. Sure. Um, so I was not surprised that your uh, your list, when you gave it to me, varied. Um, but I was surprised in that I felt like you got it to me very quickly. Um, and, and it's just the way that this has gone. It's like um, sort of three camps of people. Um, folks that ha- like have, they've, like they've been waiting for somebody to ask the question. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, folks that got to deliberate. And that time varies from like, you know, 48 hours to two months, you know, like, yeah. uh, and then um there's folks that are like just torn up about it. Like it's, it's like, I was going to pick my favorite kid. And yeah, so it's like, yeah. so, you know, at some point, um, I did a, uh, you know, a subconscious, uh, pretend version of, you know, whoa, what would I say? And I was like, I mean, in like two seconds, I was like, it's going to have to be a top 10 cam. There's no way I could pick. And then it's like, maybe it's a top 20 like, um, and obviously, uh, you know, 48 year old me has a different answer than 28 year old me. So it changes and somehow that nostalgia stuff continues to float in and out. Um, but I, I loved your list. Um, was very excited. (laughs) Um, and typically, uh, I'll take the list that you give me and, and put it in chronological, uh, Of release date Mm -hmm. um so if we do that then we're we're going all we're reaching all the way back to just a hair before i was born Mm -hmm. 1972 uh elton john's honky chateau yeah which um is the second i believe elton record that has appeared on the podcast uh the first being yellow brick road um And actually, uh, the drummer from Shiner, a local band here, uh, that that tours and often does gigs in Chicago, that that was his lone pick, you know, because I think in the beginning of things I was asking, I don't know if I was specifically asking for one record, but but either way, he was like, just nope, that one. And I was like, really? Elton John? And, you know, I have heard what I've heard and know what I know from the radio mm-hmm. f- for years, um, going back to the early eighties, riding around in my mom's car with the oldie station on and hearing this, that, and the other thing. Um, but when I sat down and listened to uh, goodbye, yellow brick road, I was like, Holy shit, yeah. dude, this yeah. fucking shit slaps. Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw that, uh, I was like, Ooh, it's like, cause, and then just a quick dig around and it's kind of this like, five-album pocket of the 70s where uh, the shit he was putting out, like, forget about the hits. The yeah. hits are not the great – I mean, they're great. But um, so this is the first – so let's see here. This is the fifth of 31 records that he has put yeah. out, uh, including one from 2021. Um, God, Ten tracks, insane. 45 minutes – Smash hits uh track one honky cat, and then Rocket man's on there, but this is the first studio with uh d Murray on bass and Nigel Olsen on the drums, which is uh as Jason from Shiner said, you know, like show me a tighter rhythm section in yeah. anywhere in American rock, and I he's fucking correct, dude yeah. they those two yeah. dudes. So, how did you? What was your Elton Elton John introduction, and how did this one wind up being special for you?
1: Uh, Another nostalgic. So this is a record my parents had. Okay, Uh, I I own it today. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I have a pretty big vinyl collection. What?
0: What? Um, What are we talking? Pretty big.
1: Uh, probably over five hundred. So when did you start that? that? Um, No,
0: that's huge to me.
1: Um, when did I start that? I mean probably high school okay yeah yeah, vinyl yeah Mm -hmm. really my parents i would just take it and kept it over the moves you know so
0: well okay so um, you're like uh uh, mindfully adding to your collection mm. before the renaissance yes yeah that's pretty awesome yeah
1: yeah and i don't what's even crazier about it is like now that we moved to florida i don't even have i don't even have a record player i just but i have the collection so i just we haven't had you know we don't space for it there so um that's like one of my big things if if or we ever move like got to have my record player has to come back you know cuz i i love nothing more than to listen to albums on vinyl it's yeah. just the way it was meant to be That's through speakers it. or headphones speakers or both? Both. both i mean both I, i'd rather i mean it's i'd rather listen to an album than read a book or watch tv right so,
0: right you know, i mean anyway Uh, well uh, you know um <clears throat> like streaming is amazing uh the whole most of the world's collection of music available to you on your phone or whatever um totally takes away from the experience of holding it and looking at the album art and reading the liner notes and smelling the smells for sure i mean it's a totally totally different yeah it's like uh ground versus not two different kinds of outlets for
1: sure and like i mean we're getting a little in the weeds here but i'll I'll bring it up with like (laughs) i mean that was part of the like school for me like i had a lot of really good teachers that not only taught like music production but would teach about like the technical aspects of like an MP3 versus listening to like the origin of vinyl, you know, and like, you know, like one of the one of the class I had was called the science of acoustics, and I remember my teacher like the first day of class, basically she played like a tone, um, you know, like the human ear can hear like 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz, 20,000 being the high end, and she started off at 20,000 hertz, like a tone, like a frequency tone, and was like, raise your hand when you can start to hear it. I'm gonna go down. And, like, it was weird, like, it was, she was saying that, like, you know, look at how much hearing loss you guys have had. And then we, like, went into the the science behind, like, okay, an MP3 compresses music to this degree, this mth degree, as opposed to, like, if you were to listen to it on a natural vinyl setting, it's totally different, you know? So, like, I, I, I almost feel like I was trained, I trained my ears to listen to, like, I can separate, like, when I listen to a record on vinyl, I can, like, hear a bass, just a bass. Like, I can, I can listen to it and just, like, I'm just going to listen to the bass. Wow. I'm just going to listen to, like, the kick drum. Um, which I feel like is a skill that I've like was learned, like learned and over time. And that's like what really, I I really go nuts. But
0: you learned it as late as college or you maybe had it. I
1: I mean, I maybe, maybe early on, but like, I like, I, I, I tuned it in college, I guess. And like, I I, I never listened to music that way until like someone was like, Hey, you can listen to music this way. And like, you know, even like jazz is like mind blowing when you start to really break down instruments, you know, you listen to things that's collectively, but then you break it apart and you're like, Oh my God, you know, like. These people are just like given a key, and it's just like they go and do their own thing, and then it's just they're in their own world, but they're together. It's wild. But anyway, um, Elton John. So
0: how did so tell? Them. Um, yeah, Your I mean, parents this, had this one.
1: Parents had this album. Okay. Um, this is I, when I when I when I think of albums for me, it's a it, it's a it's a one through finish. I, I don't like albums that are like you know bunch the, of skips, a bunch of skips. Yeah, like hey, this is great, but this is not good. And um, I like to listen to albums straight through. Um, like it's almost like if hey if I'm not gonna have the time to listen to it straight through I'm not gonna just pick and choose you know
0: it's going through your that is palpable going through your list yeah. it really I mean not just looking at the titles yeah I mean actually going through and listening to it, like there's uh kind of a it's a journey it's yeah, a it it's is a, yes a feel a
1: story yeah 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 for sure and this this album to me like really does it I mean starting off with you know Honky Cat which is kind of an upbeat almost like. Ragtime, time you know with the piano in the beginning so and fun. that hook just like, yeah hooked right. in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was just like i, I mean i envision like the first time i heard i mean this is not real but like i think like the first time i heard it was just like i was doing something and i heard that piano i was like what what, 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 what is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, what does that sound what's the
0: uh, uh i love this uh the clip from once upon a time in hollywood uh-huh. where uh leonardo's Watching something on TV in a chair with a smoke and a yeah, beer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and then it transitions into like Mellow such a chill song, you know? Yeah. It goes like a totally different direction. Yeah. I mean, you said it earlier where it's just, it kind of takes you on a journey. The whole record does. And I mean, Rocket Man" is what it is, you know? It's yeah. a great song, but it's also, you know, I'd say the single on the record. And I mean, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's is like, that still hits with me. Like, I can listen to that and just get lost, you know, yeah. still to this day. Um, it was in that movie, uh Almost Famous. I, remember, uh, I I was
0: like, why do I know this title yeah, from some yeah. okay?
1: And uh, I remember watching it and like, God, this is like the perfect song for this movie.
0: Nice. And, uh, so. Nice. Um I really loved uh track four, Susie and six Hercules. Yeah and not yeah, not that there's are skips on the record, but those really spoke to me. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, other than the the ones that I already knew coming in. Sure, sure. But, many reasons why i wanted to to start this and get this thing going but uh, one of those is the concept of an album yeah which has uh sort of threatened to die off uh here and there in in recent years you know a lot of a lot of artists are like gotta drop that single 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 and some people are like i'm gonna make an ep not everybody that's putting music out there is like LP, coming, you know, thinking of that mindset yeah, I mean. and, and de- deciding the track listing and how it flows and the art and look so. as much as
1: I as much as I love Spotify, which I really do, I'm on it all the time, but like nothing, and I mean nothing, pisses me off more than anything when like Spotify's like, hey, this just happened and it's like a new record release from a band I love, and I freaking click on it and it's like a single Mm. it's like an an ep of three songs i'm like damn it just release a fucking album like (laughs) just do it straight through you know what i mean like well
0: i mean so you know uh the 70s um obviously folks were making albums in the 60s and uh, i'm not sure about the 50s but maybe but the 70s was kind of the boom like this is where you get uh, a a big bulk of the double albums um and and this is i think where uh uh labels Become sort of mammoths and and must haves and you know studios are are I think cropping up all over the place. Yeah. So this is right in that wheelhouse, yeah. and man, could he put one together? Uh, Holy smokes!
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great great record, and it's on frequently when we when I cook. Nice,
0: so, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um, so we take um a short leap from seventy four to seventy nine, and I'm glad that we um. Uh, stayed uh, in the band lane of your story as long as we did because now I've got a better understanding. (laughs) The (laughs) self-titled debut by The Specials from 1979. um, I'm sorry, I I misquoted that all music quote about this. This one is a perfect moment in time captured on vinyl forever. It was about this. (laughs) I I bled my notes. Um, But So you've done, you've played in some ska punk-ish outfits uh was this one were you already familiar with this one before those outfits or? oh yeah okay. yeah i mean okay.
1: again another i mean going back this was an album that my dad had okay um, dang yeah yeah i mean and it was um similar in the way that it was it caught my attention right away but sure. also. It was not like anything i mean who would you compare them to you know like i mean kind of themselves yeah yeah yeah. everybody
0: um, that followed them and how that yeah it it all spills back to that (laughs) yeah which i'm sure the purists out there would be like that's crazy there was blah 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 before all right sorry i'm not a scholar
1: (laughs) yeah but um again another record kind of on the same lines that you can play straight through um Mm. but it's got kind of shame on
0: you if you don't
1: (laughs) agreed agreed you're
0: wondering um, <laughs> now. Have you ever been like, fuck, it's, it's almost over when mm-hmm. you hear You know what I'm saying?
1: Many a times. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Concrete Jungle was one that stands out to mm-hmm. me. I'm just like, you know, the drums beating in the beginning. Um, you know, Nightclub is a great song. Um, again, just a kind of a roller coaster of sounds from... I mean, they're, they're, I would say they're like more advanced ska, you know, it's not like just guitars, right. trombone and a trumpet, you know, um, the, the songs were put together. Great. Good messages. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, it's a great record.
0: Um, were there any other records, uh, from that genre or, or related genres that wound up being special to you? Like um, we, we talked about that rebirth, you know, that lasted for four seconds and there's obviously some other folks around their time doing stuff.
1: But. Yeah. Not so much around like the seventies, but like as ska kind of got back older or got back more gained popularity. Um, when I was in high school, like I listened to a lot of like less than Jake. Okay. Yeah.
0: Less than yeah. Jake, and, um,
1: like just classic, I guess, ska bands, mustard plug, and, uh, operation Ivy. Yeah, and, of uh, course. Uh, so, yeah. Um, You know, but I would say those were all grounded, like from, I mean, the specials just, I mean, they kind of created the sound, you
0: know? Uh, Our boy, uh, Mr. Andy Crow, surprised me on uh, an evening that I had the team over uh for snacks and drinks, and then maybe maybe we went out after. uh, And we were just in the kitchen, and a Let's Go Bowling track played, and... And Andy just turned and goes, Man, I never would have guessed that one day I would have been standing in your kitchen listening to Let's Go Bowl. And I was like, Oh shit. Nice. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's funny, like, the ska reach.
1: For sure. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. It's not
0: always visible, but yeah. like, people have sat with it. You
1: yeah. Know? Yeah. No, my brother, uh, my younger brother, is like super into ska. Like, nice. Ska and metal are like his two things. Okay. So, um, yeah. So you got pipes too? Yeah. No, no, no. He didn't really, do anything. But, but... It,
0: it, does he play? Mm, no. no, no, just a, an aficionado. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he
1: really he he would go to a ton of. Um, he he was a little bit more of like the I would call it like the quirky ska like Aquabats. Have you ever heard of like the Aquabats? Uh... Um, or some of his other ones that he listens to like Catch Twenty Two. Okay, um, some of those bands. But like I mean, he like I kind of listened to ska a lot with him, and like when I wanted a new a good new ska band, I would nice. call him and talk to him, but. Yeah, man. Specials are uh, up there again, kind of nostalgia and just being an album that I, I don't think there's anything like it. I've never heard anything like
0: it. No. That, so. And this was uh, the the first of eight for them 14 tracks, 45 minutes. And their uh, smattering is like a good chunk of time. Like they did, you know, this in 79 and then a couple in the 80s and then shot to the 90s and then maybe even the 2000s. Like, Really, you yeah. guys are still putting shit out? Okay,
2: <laughs> that's pretty wild. Yeah.
0: Um. So a quick uh, or a short leap from uh, Honky Chateau to self-titled specials, but then a, a slightly larger leap to go to 1994 <laughs> Green Day Dookie, and you know we're sort of um, not the same vein as yeah. the specials, yeah. but uh, a, a somewhat related one. Um, this is a third of 13 for them, 14 songs, 39 minutes, third time making an appearance on the podcast. Um, so not only was it a popular one, but it's proved to be important to a speech pathologist, a lawyer, uh, and now the owner of a, a dental <laughs> practice. Um, and, and so having just looked into it a little bit before, uh, It's kind of this conundrum in that, like, you know, if you're, you know, in a punk rock band or like a big punk rock fan, everything is sort of like measured on like how punk rock something is or isn't like, dude, that's so not punk rock (laughs) of you to do that. Um, And so some of the, you know, the late 70s, some of the the staples, the origin of, of punk, like Talked shit on this band, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and then like some of the some of some of the others from that same era were like, dude, they fucking elevated punk to mainstream, For and sure. nobody yeah, yeah. before them was a, everybody sort of tried. Like, it's this funny thing where you like you try you like you want your band to succeed, you want the music you love to be, you want others to I think like it too. Yeah, uh and so, uh but you know if it is too liked then you know you're not you're less punk rock for that it's like damned for if sure. you do and damned yeah. if you don't for sure yeah um but how did you get turned on to these guys and why is this one special for you
1: uh i mean i think it was just a, a timing thing um and generationally you know like the the two previous records were right before i was even born um but this hit you know 94 was kind of in a time period where i was into music and like I think it was like the lyrics you could relate to you know like i mean billy joe armstrong was singing you know the lyrics of each song you could kind of as a kid that was around that age you could relate to you know yeah so um i would say like as far as punk goes you know like yeah you're, you're totally right like people would say that this is you know i, I think the genre would be pop punk you know which kind of that, that yeah. era was created mm-hmm. real punk i think those purists are going to go more towards like you know i don't know to me the original punk band was always the clash but okay uh, um, yeah uh you know like things like bad brains yeah you know um no effects sure those are kind of some of the roots of that but this was i feel like the first they set the groundwork for probably like blink 182 would be my uh sure sure but yeah i mean i think nonetheless it was a record and it still is a record that you can play straight through and tells a great story i think and just uh about a kid that's bored and wants to write (laughs) music and smokes weed and nice uh, it was uh hit home with me so um
0: and what about, um, so they've got what I say, 12 other records. Did you ever get <laughs> into anything else by them? Were you into, k- no, ka-pump? I mean, they
1: were, they were kind of the springboard. No, I mean, it's so funny you say that. I think in high school I was probably too cool to listen to like, uh, some of their later stuff, you know, like okay. I listen to this I'm springboard and then I listen, I love to listen to a bunch of branches of green day, you know? Okay. Um, uh, and a lot of local stuff like, but again, I think they laid the foundation for that sure. to happen. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. As the transition would go, you know, I, I don't think I'm a classic example of someone who, like, it, it doesn't piss me off, but, like, it would upset me sometimes when someone would be like, oh, have you heard this record? And I'd be like, yeah, I've, I've known the record forever. <laughs> that one? Know? Yeah, no. not this, but, like, oh. just other oh, stuff. Like, yeah. I thought it was cool to, like, know bands that no one knew of, of before, course. You know? and, like, Of course. And, oh, like, they're sold out because they're going yeah. big time, you know? So Yeah,
0: I had uh, a buddy on who said uh, the only thing that was ever cool about me was that my music was cooler than yours, you know, <laughs> or, or like I knew sure, a lot more. Yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you can't,
0: can't really change, like, uh, the way you look or how tall you are yeah, or yeah. How, how good you shoot a basketball, but you can work on that music. For sure,
1: for sure. But, um, no, I mean, I think uh, this is a record where I feel like if you're a punk fan it, and if you say that you don't like it or it's not a good record, I don't think you know what the hell you're talking about. Right. So um, it, it's just, it's got everything that a good punk record should have. Think, right, so. yeah
0: well uh another small step forward uh and we move towards the end of the century really um summer teeth (laughs) welcome um 180 who is um an evolving animal for me in terms of this podcast uh there have been a lot of pockets of, of it where I'm like, fuck, I cannot fucking get away from Wilco. Oh, like yeah, everybody. Yeah. And then, you know, and thankfully for me, uh, at first, uh, everybody that picked one was picking Yankee. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I, I don't need to listen. To, I don't want to listen to this one again. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden it was a different one. So this is like uh, the fourth different. Wilco. I mean, wow. a lot of episodes that have had Wilco. It's the fourth different record, third of twelve for them. Sixteen tracks, sixty minutes. um How deep are you in
1: Wilco? Oh God, they. I mean, I. <laughs> I hate to make this statement, but for me, probably I would say they're the greatest band of our generation. Okay, my
0: generation. Fair, you know I mean? fair. Yeah. Um, There's a fucking ton of people out there that would. You know, 100% agree with you.
1: I mean, they're just, and and the reason I say that is I just think they blend so many different styles of music. And I listen to them from a standpoint of like, I can hear metal, I can hear jazz, I can hear pop, I can hear like the Beatles, I can hear the Beach Boys, you know, like, and all that stuff. And it hits differently. And they're just, again, they're one of the few bands I made that comment about like, you know, releasing singles like they're they're just like not that type of band. No, you know, like, no. they're the type that's like we're gonna put together a good collective record of songs. I yeah. Like, um, you know, I Jeff Tweedy to me is one of the best, if not like, he, I'll just say one of the best musicians of all. Sure. Time. I mean, he just gets it.
0: So um, are you Sunvolt and Uncle Tupelo oh, yeah, and Uncle Jay Farrar? Tupelo's, yes, and...
1: yes, yeah. I mean, have you read his book? No, um, I have it. I'll have to give it to okay. you. Okay. Um, it's it's a really good, just kind of like to tell his story. Tweedy's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, his background is just like classic struggling musician, but he was just someone that was born with a gift. Um, yeah, and I've always, I've seen them. He, they're, Wilco's probably the the band I've seen the most in concert. Nice, twenty five plus times.
0: Well, I uh, somebody, somebody gave me a, a stack of burnt CDs and like on a road trip in 05, and you know, um, it unfortunately, uh, and here's another you know leg of the stool of why it is that I do this, but. Um, I was always like when I had the radio show, it was like, you know, everybody is sending, you know, their promo and their sure. whatever and just anything to get some radio play. And that was the one, no, no profanity, um, but you got to play 10 neutra. Everything was, the whole room was divided up, uh, cds uh into genre Mm -hmm. and color-coded and alphabetized and the new wall was over is just constantly new shit so every every episode you got to play 10 new tracks and the rest is up to you um so it was like i was learning about shit before it was out out Mm -hmm. and you know promotional material like maybe occasional poster or sticker like i was like in it and then as soon as i and i it, it was like uh like I was, uh, my only sustenance was, you know, spinal fluid from newborns. <laughs> and, and then as soon as I was out, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a washed up old man, you know, cause yeah. I'm not in that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so like, it's like, okay, so here's what I like. And these are the things that only, you know, everything else is shit, yeah, yeah. you know? So like if something didn't stick with me, not just then, but a lot uh, over most of my life, it, put it in a box and label it. And that's what it is. And some, and in that stack of CDs that I was given was a copy of Yankee. I was like, I don't get, and you know, there's a bunch of other bands in there too. Kanye was in there, my morning jacket, and I was like a half listen and like, this is so, but I, that's what I thought, you know, the sound of Yankee was how I pigeonholed Wilco. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until this, it was like, oh fuck this record sounds nothing like this Uh, one and this sounds like nothing like that one and this stayed true to that in that um i was like i wonder what we're gonna get banger opening track i was like oh shit (laughs) it didn't stay in that same feel right Uh, he kind of goes but super solid
1: Um, super yeah super solid it's uh I feel like it's a. It's got a lot of, for me personally. Of like, um, this was a record I was spending a lot when my kids were born. And like okay. I like, there to me. There's a lot of songs on here that remind me of my kids and nice. Um, everything from you know, shot in the arm to I'm always in love mm-hmm. and then, like the classic like, Kansas City like via Chicago. That song always hits home for me. And, yeah, of um,
0: course, of course.
1: You know, E.L.T. Every little thing, my darling. I mean, all those songs are just so good.
0: I uh, had. Uh track 7 pie holding sweet 8 mm. how to fight loneliness yeah. and 10 elt as uh my other favorites in addition to the opener yeah, but yeah. i don't i don't think that there's a couple of slower ones on there but i don't kn- know that i would necessarily call them skips yeah, like i no, think it yeah. flows really well and uh kind of you know, i am f- being forced to perpetually uh, rethink my opinion of this band, and every time I, I- am doing that, it's it's up a notch, yeah, up a notch, yeah. you
1: know. Yeah, they're they're what's cool about Wilco. I feel like is they, um, we've had I've had this conversation with a couple different people that I would consider, um, educated musically. Um, and 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 what the the consensus that I've gotten is that like Wilco, they're able to craft a song like to me, like the Beatles did. And I hate to compare them to the Beatles or anything like that, but they would craft it where it was like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, and, or whatever. And what they do is I feel like they take a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then they just throw it in a blender and <laughs> come up with like different hooks, you yeah, know? And then yeah. they like dissect it even more. And But somehow it's still super catchy. Um, and I feel like as a musician, that's really hard to do, you know? And they're, they do it very, very well. That's
0: um, why most bands, you know, even if your debut is well received i yeah. mean that's good luck with that second record yeah and then be third and four i mean who how many bands are making it to their fourth record yeah I'm out of sure. all the bands that exists and so then if you do make it that far i mean you owe it to for sure yourself and your bandmates yeah. and of course your fans too to sort of you know reinvent the wheel yeah, be cliche. yeah
1: yeah no for sure and um, yeah, I mean, Wilco does that really good. I mean, I also love that they, you know, they've never really been on a label. They, they do everything. They're like independent, they've been right. independent their entire right. time. And I feel like that's, uh, you know, I mean, one, I think there's some luck involved with that where they've just gotten, you know, big enough to the point where like they've, you know, or, or I guess you could call it right decisions that they've made, but, and their music speaks for itself. But, you know, um, my point is, I don't think they have the constraints of being like, "Hey, we we need to do this to make a buck." To, to you know,
0: to no, do I this think they're do this. And not their most recent, but the one right before that was called Schmilko.
1: <laughs> like,
0: we are gonna do whatever the whatever fuck the hell have. we
1: want. Yeah, they've got a they've got a, their studios in Chicago, and oh. they've always got like I've, it's like my lifelong dream to go to it sometime, but. Um,
0: is and it a thing got, that the public could go walk sometimes around? Sometimes
1: they do like events and stuff there, but like they they do record records there and stuff. But like it's they call it like the loft, the Wilco loft. Mm. Um, I mean, they've got some from again like a nerd nerding out from a musician standpoint, but they've got some of the coolest instruments, just like, oh, I'm ton, sure. like guitars and stuff, just chilling in there. And I mean, yeah. It's, now,
0: are you uh, from your? new location, not new anymore, but where you live now, uh, are you still, are you still getting up there just as frequently Chicago?
1: Um, I mean, not as often we go up, we're up there probably two or three times a year.
0: Okay. So, yeah. okay. Before it was what? Four five, yeah, six. Probably. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So not as much.
0: Well, that was a really fun one. I'm glad, um, uh, you had it on your list, but man, people love them some Wilco. Yeah, like it is for sure. thick out there. And I feel <laughs> like, uh, I mean, you know, uh, for a lot of different reasons. Like yeah. I, I, it, it seems to me that you know, as a novice uh, person regarding their discography, that they 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 reach folks in different ways, and it's, there's obviously unity in that. Yeah, um, for sure. But fascinating stuff. I thought that I had the last uh, Wilco record to appear on an episode was Sky Blue Sky, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's probably. My favorite one, and I won't like any others that I haven't already listened to. And then just uh, two episodes ago, somebody had AM. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is fucking different yeah. and, and pretty cool. <laughs> and then I was like, what the fuck you- oh, this one's, this one's kind of cool, too. Yeah. It's yeah, not all. all get their own the point, for sure. point of the story, it's not all Yankee. Yeah, uh, no, you know. no. I would
1: say, I mean, as much as I love Yankee, like, it's. You know, it's probably one... It's I, I hate to use the word least, but, like, it's, my, it's not my favorite, for okay, sure. Okay, for so, sure. Yeah, it's a sound,
0: but... Well, um. uh, next we take... A, 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 is it a short one? No, it's a significant one. From 99 to 06. Um, really caught me by surprise. Continuum. Yeah. John Mayer. Yeah. Um, who has sort of been um, here in the last handful of weeks... <clears throat> uh, a topic of conversation in uh, a number of camps that are, that have crossed streams, meaning dead and company uh, just wrapped up their final tour. Yep. Um, and then uh, while that was happening, Taylor Swift was on her big, I mean, she came, did two sold out shows at Arrowhead. And I mean, this town was like vibing for yeah, like a week. I, I like everybody was just, and then the, the posts, we're just endless cotton parking lot. One, one person said it was like a grateful dead show without the drugs. Uh, I saw <laughs> like, I don't know how many posts of adult women, you know, doing the bracelet mm-hmm. swap thing, yeah. just 30 bracelets deep and posting. <laughs> and it, like, she's going out there and dropping three hour, 45 minute sets yeah, and,
1: I mean, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but you've got to respect her as a musician. Right. And, uh, I mean, her new record is, uh, I've listened to it. And Midnight's. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a solid record yeah. as far as pop goes. But, yeah. I mean, I thought I had heard, and I don't know if this is right, but I thought they had said that she will be the first um person to tour that this tour will make over a billion dollars i mean in
0: revenue, of which, course I they mean, had a whole seems... day at
1: arrowhead that was merch day which just seems insane like a billion dollars just touring like that just seems insane
0: yeah F- not not including sales and <sighs> in stream i mean in streaming was, you know what saying. but, but yeah, nevertheless um as this was happening um i forgot that they dated um I even know that they dated, and no. so and then well so like i'm um, right now working my way through the discography. Um, and I'm, I'm about four or five records in. Um, but it started with, like, when, when Lover came out and it had You Need to Calm Down, which I think is just a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I was like, oh, shit, this she is for real. Like, I got to check yeah. her out at some point. I didn't until now. My daughter's way into her. So I started with uh, uh, Apple Music Essentials playlist mm-hmm. which is like i don't know 45 song and they're all fucking great yeah, yeah. um and so i remember I, like oh shit. you know i saw somebody wearing a shirt that said uh uh, mothers against John Mayer at, at the, t- t- I was like, what the fuck? And, and then I was like, Oh shit, they date And then yeah, yeah. I learned dear John, which is a song that I knew from that. Uh, like, Oh, that's about him. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, forget about whatever. Um, uh, but, uh, but it seems as though, uh, folks are hung up on the, she's 19, he's 30 when they're dating and whatever happened between them. I don't know, but like if fucking it doesn't affect you yeah, like yeah. so um nevertheless um i went and saw a handful a, a, a pair of dead and co shows in seven years ago so i went over that one and then and then again the following year and again the following year and that first year i was like john Mayer, really yeah, like yeah. run through the halls of my high school body is the one like and yeah. then i was like oh fuck he (laughs) shred anyway uh so being you know i literally left the venue mind blown and then learned that um somebody saw him uh probably promoting an album or something on a late night show and he talked about the dead and the connection grew from there and then he just like immersed himself in their catalog and and became a student and like had favorite eras of you know live performances suffice to say uh he's fucking amazing yeah. um i had not heard of this record so i was like what do we got here yeah. um and i just a super quick glance at the track listing i was like oh, none of this hit play and then um the lead track waiting on the world to shine. I was like, oh my God, I've heard this like 475,000 yeah, yeah. times yeah. and forgot that it yeah. was him. Um, How did he wind up in your lap and what made this one
1: stand out? Um, Man, that's a good question. I don't know how he ended up in my lap. Um, I mean, I probably the guitar, like I've always known mm. him. I kind of first... I mean, obviously all the pop stuff that he did was, it is what it is. Put it where right. you want. But like, I listened to a lot of his stuff when it was the trio, like the John Mayer trio. I don't know if you've uh, I
0: know, but okay. I remember. Okay. Yeah, that's
1: so good. Um, but, you know, he's got like a blues foundation and kind of a blues background
0: and to mm-hmm. his
1: record, like um, as good as Waiting on the World to Change, you know, was for his career. I, to me, that's the weakest track. <laughs> yeah, record. you're right. Um, and so like, I found myself with this. I'd always probably skip to track number two. Um <clears throat> but just because it was overplayed, good song, right? Um, right. Like again, just a record that I feel like you can. It's a it's a roller coaster, man. You can you can listen to every track on this, and this is one of the best crafted albums I think dude. of all time. Um, and the, like, from the lyrics to uh, you know, we talked about rhythm section. The rhythm section on this album is just <laughs> it doesn't miss a beat, dude. right? I mean, it's just like you know, the kick drum and the bass are just unified.
0: Well, like, album, um, I. Yeah you know, we talked a little bit about that, the that honky cat, Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, vultures track yeah, six, oh, yeah. um, is just like rooted in, in blues guitar, but like the rhythm section is doing like funk. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, I fucking get down to this. Yeah, like what is yeah. going on here? This is cool. For sure.
1: And like, I got, I got really into learning how this record was crafted. Oh, I'm pretty sure that, um, man, I can't even think of his name, but the, the uh, the bass player on this album, whoever it is, um, maybe it was Pino Palladino. Okay, that in, sounds and, a little um, familiar. And the drummer, um, you know, they, I think they recorded it together. And I think it was like one of those things where, you know, it was like a basement, like, hey, let's let's build the album here, yeah, and then like take it outward. And it was like a collective soul. But oh, to me, cool. I cool. Mean, you could just you can just hear that like no one's doing. Like no one's doing too much, no one's doing too little. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just like it all—it all clicks. Yeah, uh,
0: and it's and not all the same. It's di- there's no, different it's, shit it's happening. All, yeah, exactly. Um, I th- uh, so. slow. Uh, sl- what was it? Slow dancing in a burning room.
1: Yeah, uh, those lyrics are just. I man, was like, what "Bro, an yeah." I mean, that's the thing about Mayor. Everyone like throws the pop in my face usually with him, but like to me, he is an outstanding musician yeah i mean how do you go from like you know like you said your body's a wonderland to playing with the dead like <laughs> how's that for a resume not mother, overnight you know? i don't think <laughs> like yeah, no yeah. and to your point about the guitar i mean you know dare i say like up there as he paved the way, but like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I and mean, it's just, yeah. he, to me, the guitar is like his, you know, his third arm. I yeah. Mean, it's just an extension. Yeah. I mean, he gets it, you know. You know, it's I'm
0: crazy. Gonna... I don't remember, because I, I saw those first three years, uh, they were all in Boulder at Folsom Field where the Buffs play. Um, and after the third year, I was like, that's enough because the, their, their tickets were never cheap. Uh, you know, it's a, a, obviously a flight and an Airbnb yeah, and then yep. the, all the meals and the $18 beers at the event, whatever. Uh, and then they weren't really folding in a whole bunch of new, like, uh, into the repertoire, yeah. which is f- whatever. But I started kind of like, and it's, it was all, almost always 4th of July. So it's like, we're hearing one more Saturday yeah, night and yeah, U S blues yeah. on Saturday, the 4th. And what, but, but, uh, I don't recall him um, playing with headphones on, but he for sure did that every show this tour. Hmm. And I am curious uh, if he had done it like last year, when did that start to, you know, cause nobody else on stage is, but he is, I mean, you, if you have headphones on, you're, you're dialed in. Yeah, like, you're tuned in obviously yeah, yeah. you can like, you know, feel things and see things and yeah, check yeah, your, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, uh how you're harmonizing with everybody and so on and so forth but he he wants to hear for sure whatever it, I'm, I'm assuming i guess it could be the keys but probably himself
1: yeah i don't know who knows if it's, i mean it could be a million things yeah it could be the rhythm section yeah you know, he just yeah. wants to hear the kick and bass better but I, who knows that uh,
0: was a really fun record though um and uh are there how so you you know the rest what would we say He's got seven others. Are you familiar with any others? Or? Not too many. Okay. No,
1: no. I mean, this is, again, I have this, this on vinyl, too. Nice. It's one of my ones that I listen to all the time. I bet that um, sounds great. On yeah, it one. does. It sounds really good. Um, it's one you just kind of turn up, and I like to listen to it with headphones. Sure, so okay, cool. And separate the instruments. But, um,
0: well, it yeah. um, should have not come as a surprise that you were prepared enough to have alternates or, or honorable mentions, I should say. So you, you threw a few in. So I want you to, I want to just acknowledge them and you give me a, a one liner or say, you know, uh, a 20 minute thesis, whatever. Um, but sixteen's a sailor's guide to earth, Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. I think um, you turned me on to Sturgill maybe. first Yeah, probably. Or second.
1: Um, I feel I like to pride myself saying I'm one of the first followers of Sturgill. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, what caught me with him was uh, just uh, probably his voice, you know, just oh, kind of that yeah, old man. vintage country sound. Um, and, you know, you couple that with someone that shreds on the guitar, um, and, and it sounds pretty good. But, yeah, that record is a, it's a good one where it's kind of like an old country, I guess is Kay. where I put it yeah. in the category. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a big country fan. I mean, I respect it. it is what it is. I'm not a huge pop country fan, but I like vintage country. Um and to me, I mean, that record just, it's its kind of got that alt country where it's not too vintage, but it's got a, a hint of vintage in it. Cool. Yeah. So, Very yeah, cool. That's a great record.
0: Um, two years earlier than that, Half the City, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Have you heard of them? No. So
1: they've got more of like a and <clears throat> b kind of Motown okay. okay. sound. Okay, cool. Um, so it's got a little bit of a... I guess a ska influence from the horns. Um, but the singer is just killer. Nice. Um, just belts out. And you how'd know.
0: you come across them?
1: Uh, I mean, my favorite pastime is really, this is what I've loved most about Spotify, is I will love nothing more than a six-pack of beer sitting on Spotify and going to, like, just clicking through records or, like, recommended and then mm. scrolling down and being, like, fans also like, you know. I will, okay. I will do that for okay. hours on end nice. and just go through. So these are this is someone that I found based on you know recommendation through Spotify, and I just got lost cool. in the record. And I mean... Uh, another great record i would highly recommend that one so
0: um and then last but not least uh two, 2015 currents tame impala yeah. which uh you know a, a little bit of time has passed since you gave me this list yeah, in, yeah. today yeah and in the like i when we finally were like okay we're doing this i i had to like I find Dave's list, I don't remember what's on it, <laughs> but I have developed a, a very a, fond, a big fondness for this record. Yeah, um, mostly because uh, a track, one track or another, uh, will just be playing on shuffle, mm-hmm. and there's like this sort of silky electronic, uh, attractive. Vibe. Like I'll be like, "What the fuck is this?" And yeah, then I'm yeah. like, "Oh, it's that goddamn." So yeah. and and, and uh, I. Th- Currently, I'm not familiar enough with the record to, to know it like the back of my hand, but, um, um, Jesus, I'm drawing a blank, but because I'm a man woman,
1: um, yes, uh,
0: you, you you talked about Green Day and and be like being able to so I think uh, clearly hear the lyrics. Yeah, that, oh, is, yeah, that yeah. is not uh, the case on the, like I have to strain. Yeah, him. no, because yeah, he's it's... he's he's got I think it's the one primary lead vocalist yeah. and he's mm-hmm. got big big range yeah. in the high notes.
1: Yeah, um, I mean Tame and Paula as a whole. I mean that record is great, um, but I, I'll just speak on them. I think you said it best with like silky electronic, which again is kind of a sound that always been an I, I like electronic music as sure, well sure. and then you add the silkiness as well as like poppy melodies which i think is like what they've hit home on you know yeah. their, their melodies and the way he sings is very very kind of pop um and i think it fits well together but yeah again i think he said it said it best with that's a record where I feel like you can have that in the background and it, it's like you can be in the middle of a conversation and the exact thing. I'm like, wait, what was that? What was that? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what, did you just hear that? Then um, it always catches my attention. Everywhere yeah. I listen to it. It's something yeah.
0: new, you know? So yes. It's, it's always... A
1: very, uh, it's a very intricate... That
0: soundtrack. one, though, um, you know, I've heard it five times, that track five times before I was like, okay, turn <laughs> off distractions. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to open the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, And the whole thing, the whole song is this man telling a I am what who I am I, this is why I act yeah I don't always think before I do yeah. uh impulsive I'm a, I'm a man yeah. but and and woman is the butter for my bread yeah so here it is yeah take do with it, that information what you will yeah, probably a... <laughs> just gonna throw it and keep being a woman <laughs> yeah but uh, I, I really like the that that you know bed of music with the a male vocalist hitting high notes like that and speaking to a woman. Yeah. It's like I think you covered everything, it's man. Different. Like yeah, it's yeah. all folded in and yeah. anyway. It is. Um so <laughs> we gotta get you out of here. You got family to get back to and a party, but I got five funny finishers okay. for you. <laughs> um funny, not comedic, just goofy and hokey. All right. So <laughs> the first one is lunch with anyone dead or alive, who and why <sighs>
1: I don't know. I'll say Prince. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, just curiosity. Okay. And I just yeah. love to have so many conversations. With <laughs> yeah. About so many things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Uh, you can visit yourself at any age. What age are you choosing in the past? And, and, and what are you saying, if anything?
1: Oh, uh, visit myself at any age. Uh, I would say probably 18. Okay. And I would say, um, I don't know, something along the lines of like, slow it down and enjoy the moment.
0: Okay, very nice. Uh, complete this for me if you would, please. <laughs> the world would immediately become a better place in which to live, if only.
1: People would love more.
0: Mm. Bam, just like that <laughs> list of records. You got that <laughs> shit ready to go. Uh, true or false, it is okay and acceptable to wear the t-shirt of the band whose concert you're going to. False, 100% false.
2: That is correct, sir. All
0: right, all right. For the haters out there, I will offer a caveat. You got to the show, and you went to the merch stand and bought a T-shirt, and then... No! (laughs) That was also correct. (laughs) You get a toaster oven and a Yeti cooler. Uh, Last but not least... You remember the old show, TV show Gladiator? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I think that that's what it's called, right? With the obstacle course. American and, Gladiator. American yeah, Gladiator yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so a lot of nostalgic uh, hype for it these days. Like yeah. it's popping up everywhere. Um, <laughs> so who wins in a 1v1 on the set of American Gladiator? Lex Friedman or Elon Musk?
1: Ooh. I'll
0: go Elon. Hey, okay. I mean, he does seem like a bigger, more durable frame, but Lex might outsmart him. I don't know. Uh, where did Lex Friedman come from? I have no idea. Dude, like he is so awkward and intelligent and poignant and just he was all of a sudden he's just here yeah. and having like massive, massive names sit across from him. And he's always got a shirt and tie and his funny little hair <laughs> cut. but but i mean i was like i feel like we should give this guy an important job yeah doing something probably. for the globe <laughs> or i don't know but
1: <laughs> yeah. fascinating Has that way about him
0: dave schloss man uh it's really good to see you uh so was this um you're you're working while you're here but was this just a a, a family visit yeah both. Okay. I mean, both oh, okay okay yeah, okay um so glad that you still come so glad you have to since yeah. you have folks uh, and, and again with the gear and uh, you know if if you ever are looking for the schedule the app is she suddenly she doesn't know how to load something about the app changed <laughs> yeah so sure. it's like a a digital calendar within the body of an email message yeah. <laughs> um, so if you ever are gonna be always ask okay because it just Hey, what is there a game tonight or is there a game this week? And if so, what time? Yeah. And, uh, you're always welcome. It. Uh, it's a, it's a great, great group without you. It's even better when you're a part of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so thank you for, uh, skating with us, coming to town and carving out an extra little pocket of time to come do this. Yeah, appreciate um, it. Fun. I was, uh, it's been a funny range of like, uh, oh, he said yes. And oh, shit, he gave me a list. And then it was like, let's we'll get around to talking dates. And you're like, I'm moving. And I'm like, OK. Uh, I was like, wait. wait uh, and so and he have been back once or twice. And we haven't been able to make it work. And I started to get to a point where I was like, I mean, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I bet it would be fun if it did. And yeah. this was fun for me. This was so. fun. I had a good time. Right, I appreciate man. it. Thanks.
1: Thanks. That was good.